Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Schmaltz. Well, this morning I want to talk about the necessity. We're going to talk about life groups, your lifeline to growth. And we don't want you to go down with a ship. And it isn't rocket science. It is something very simple. And most people don't realize it, that it's one of the most fundamental, uh, biblical, foundational things that you're going to find. When the first church gathered together and uh, were coming in by the hundreds, the church was in in a situation where literally they were forming and they were becoming the church for the first time. Now, they understood about the synagogue. These were Jews. They understood that they could meet from house to house. And that's kind of where they began. So they would meet together in the temple. They would listen to the words of the, the apostles, but then they, they gathered from house to house. And what we find there is really what we call the blueprint of the early church. And what we have found is that the church tends to kind of uh, move away from that. And so what Jesus laid for us, what he, what, he, what he communicated to the disciples is something that we're not supposed to forget. There in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, he, he set the standard for us. And he says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And so what he was trying to show us is that, look, we need to get beyond religion. He came right into the middle of a culture that had taken God's heart, God's vision, God's purpose, and he made it, and, and they made it rather, that religion. They turned it into a, a lifeless religion. And that is the way of man. And we've had almost 2,000 years of of church life since that time, and what we have discovered is that even with all the revelation that we have with Jesus, even with everything that we have and and understand, we tend as human beings to continue to try to make it religion. We, We continue to try to make it something that's rote and that we go through the motions on. But Jesus, again, he laid the foundation. He said, as long as you understand what I'm after, what the Father is after, is passion. That you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Essentially, your mind, your will, your emotions, and even your physical body. That it be something that you understand that that my walk with Jesus is not just an afterthought, but it's the very first thought. That my relationship with Christ is my life. It's not a part of my life. And so how do we get there? That's a challenge, isn't it? Because we live in this world, Jesus hasn't taken us out, he's, he's left us here, because as you've heard me say before, if it was all about salvation, the moment you say, Jesus coming into my heart, boom, you'd be in heaven. But that's not the way it works out. God wants us to live a long life, but he wants us, as we have learned over the last several weeks, he wants us to have his heart, and that is to reach and to use our gifts for his glory. But what we're going to learn about today is is that God wants to bring us together in order to do that, okay? As we tend to, as human beings, we at times get discouraged and we want to just cordon ourselves off and we want to be something that, uh, uh, that, we, that it's not complicated and we want to be by ourselves. But God says, that's not my heart and that's not the way I planned it. God has not placed everything in any one of us. Have you figured that out yet? You don't have all the goods, and you need someone else. We see that in marriage. 
God gave, uh, gives a, a husband and wife together to complete one another, to be a full vision, to be able to uh, be a component, really a microcosm of, of, of a kingdom, in many ways almost like a church, really. And we need one another to be able to build a church family. So we see that. The early church, after they began to come to Christ, the Holy Spirit, they got filled with the Holy Spirit, and it says there in Acts chapter 2, they began to meet from house to house. They gathered together. Now, there, some of that was as, as a result of necessity because of it was uh, not a very popular thing to be a Christian at that time. But what they saw was as they met together, a strategy began to unfold. They began to be able to encourage one another. The church was unbreakable. Even under that incredible amount of persecution, the church was able to stand, and not just stand, it was able to grow. It says that the, the Lord added daily to the number of those who were being saved, and that was how it was getting done. So he showed us that example individually. If we really, really study the scriptures, you see, okay, how, God, can I grow and have you in my heart and mind and become the kind of passionate Christian you want me to be? Well, he, start, he showed us. He went out and he found 12 men, and he brought them together in a circle. And they met daily. They met together, and their lives were intertwined. Of course, they were all part of his ministry, and they were being mentored, and they were being changed. But what he wanted to show us was that, look, that is where, how life is lived, is together in relationships. And, of course, I'm going to break that down for you, how that specifically happens. So I'm going to share with you five quick things. Where does that lifeline lead? Because that's what we need to do. At times, as a Christian, we, get, we, we feel like, look, I've tried everything. I mean, I read my Bible, I go to church, and, and that's what a lot of Christians do. And they pray, they seek the heart of God, but they're missing something. They're missing the, the, that key ingredient that will help them really grow as a believer. The kind of have, they have that kind of life that they know that when they stand before Christ, and he says, what did you do with what I gave you? You can say, Lord, I gave it all. How do we get there? Well, we find from Scripture, I mean, right now, we're doing part of it, and that is gathering together in the temple, if you will. Gathering together as Christians, all together as one. But then there's that part that is house to house. And so we really want to encourage you to be able to do that. And we're going to give you an opportunity here in a moment. But let's break it down even more. It is our lifeline to friendships. Friendships are hard to develop these days. Have you noticed that? We're getting busier and busier Matter of fact, we're relegating a lot of our relationship buildings or building rather to Facebook and Instagram. And I mean, those things are wonderful to keep in touch with people that are many, many miles away. I love discovering old friendships, don't you? Some of the guys I used to go to high school, well, matter of fact, I just rediscovered a guy that I grew up with and reconnecting and, and it's given me an opportunity to share my faith and him, him finding out that I was a pastor now really blew him away and knowing who I was then. But anyway, uh, but it was really cool. It's given me an opportunity to share my faith. But look, most of the friendships that, that are going to give us that kind of life are going to be those face-to-face -face relationships. And there is a sharing of soul and spirit that comes when we sit down with someone else. And really, we know that in a nation with all this Facebook and with all this social media and with all these different things, that people generally are still lonely. And so how do we defeat loneliness? Well, we build friendships. But we don't just build any kind of a friendship. We build a friendship 
where we have that same spirit, that same heart. I mean, if you want to have a perfect friendship, it's find somebody who has the same passion as you. It's find someone who's going in the same direction as you. It's find someone who has the same needs and the same goals as you have. And man, that's when it can really take off. Some of the friendships here at Valley um, are years and years old. And the reason why and where those started with it was, was in small groups, eating a meal together, studying the book of the Bible together, doing something together for the kingdom. And, uh, and that's the way it happens. They're necessary, absolutely necessary for that personal growth that we all want, we all need. Yes, we've got to have family. But, you know, the truth is when you accept Christ, we become a part of a spiritual family. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about here when we get close to expand is, is really taking and, and moving forward in that in, in, in greater ways. But, you know, the whole idea of family, it's amazing to me that, I mean, I've got uh, six brothers and sisters, and I forgot who it was that was shocked by that. Maybe it was you, Jamie. I was, I was sharing with someone. They said, man, you got that many brothers and sisters? I said, yeah, man, I got a ton. But it's funny, with all of those brothers and sisters that I have, there are still people in this church that I feel closer to than even my natural family. And why is that? And I, I've thought about that at times. I'm just like, why, why, would it, why do I feel that way? Well, maybe it's because of contact and regular contact. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that talks about that, that it's better a friend nearby than a brother far away. And so, because, why? I mean, there's a practical for reason for that, that a friend is right there to be able to meet some of your needs, to pray for you, to stand with you, help you out of the ditch if you need to get out of the ditch. But a lot of times we want to get on the phone and call our, our family from many, many miles, many miles away, and yes, that's encouraging, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But man, building relationships with people that are right there with you are so key. And as I said, there are friends in my life that I feel like could very, very easily be a brother or sister naturally. And, uh, but that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God wants it to be. So it's, it's a lifeline to friendships. We have that need. God wants to fulfill that need, and it can come through the, uh, in the church. But even more specifically, it can come through our small groups. So if you're in that place, you're saying, you know, honey, I think we need to, we, we need to develop more friendships. I think we need to break out. And what you'll find is those friendships really begin to enhance your life. You begin to open up your life to someone, maybe let them into some of those darker, secret areas of your life. Maybe those, there's places where you need encouragement. And a lot of times we don't open those things in our lives because we don't trust people. We don't know what people are going to do with our heart, we do with our brokenness. But isn't it nice sometimes to get with somebody who shares the same struggles, battling the same battles, and, then, and yet you lock arms and say, we're going to fight this together? That's Bible right there. Number two, where does a lifeline lead? It leads to involvement. Okay? Charlie Brown wasn't the only one who needed involvement, right? I mean, that was, uh, Sally was saying a lot, even though she was, you know, messed up herself. But anyway, we need involvement. We sure do, you know. As Christians, when we get so full of information, we get so full of knowledge, and that really bothers me, and uh, you know, I don't throw stuff over it, but it does bother me. Because, and I created this ministry called Men of Action for that reason. I mean, <laughs> that's why it's in there, Men of Action. I don't like men of inaction, and I don't like men of intelligence, or men of 
you know, such spiritual knowledge that their heads, they can barely keep their heads up. They're so full of information. A little bit of information, a lot of action can change the world. Now, I'm not saying you can't be full of information, and, it should, and you should be as knowledgeable of the Scriptures as you possibly can be. I think that's very, very important. But James tells us that knowledge puffs up, right? Love edifies, or is that John? I, I forgot. But love edifies. It builds up. But knowledge actually makes us more proud and more self-sufficient. And so, you know, I, I think Bible study is important, but what I think more is, what is more important is us getting involved in using our gift by lifting in the Spirit, by doing things, by serving, wherever you can find, whatever your gift component is, and we, we can help you do that. We do love to do, but we'd rather do something with someone else and, and to really enjoy it. And that's, that's the icing on the cake. Nobody likes to be out there in the field. I remember early on when, I, when we lived in Kentucky for a few years there, and I wanted to make some money during the summers, and one of the ways you could make a lot of money quickly was working in tobacco. Not that I'm you know, endorsing tobacco or anything like that. It was just the job. And so as a teenager, I'd get out there <clears throat> and I'd work. And I'll tell you what, the guy would, the farmer would take you out there in the middle of nowhere, drop you off and say, see you at the end of the day. And you throw a couple of bottles of water at you. And you stand there. And I'll tell you what, you look down those long, lonely lines, man. Oh my gosh. You know you're going to be out there in that heat, hoeing or detasseling or cutting it, whatever we were doing on that particular day. But I tell you what, you know what made the, the, the work go by a lot faster? Doing it with my buddies. If I did it by myself, it just felt like it took forever, man. You'd want to just bury yourself somewhere. But man, if you got with your buddies, you're out there goofing off, telling stories, man, it made the work go by a lot faster. There was a sense of camaraderie and connection. And so when we do it together, that is uh, important. I write here, <clears throat> if misery likes company, then success must really, really adore it. And that's true. Doing things together. Doing things that are kingdom. Knowing that they matter is going to create a real sense of accomplishment and joy. And that's the kind of stuff that really can, can build inside us the kind of life that we're really looking for. That we're really looking for. Okay? Using our gifts. Using our talents for the glory of God. And we can do that in a small group. Not a, you, know, you can lead one, but finding a group and doing things together. Now, we do have Bible studies back there, and I'm not trying to uh, discredit that. I think it's important to study the Bible. But I think as we build into every one of our groups, we want you to do something as well. We want to encourage all of our small groups to jump in and, and, and find a place where they can serve. Okay, thirdly, it's your lifeline to discipleship. Jesus set that example we must all take a personal responsibility for our personal Christian growth. No one can force you to do that. Have you noticed that? Anytime you're forced to do something, you kind of do what? You despise it. You know, you don't understand it. But when you take those steps yourself, when you're moving and you, you're motivated and you say, you know what, I need this. Matter of fact, if somebody knocked on my door at 5 o'clock every morning and said, David, come on, you're going to go work out now, I'd probably kill him after a day or two. Or at least bruise them, you know, mess them up. But when it is my own desire, when it comes out of my own, you know, initiative, there's a reason for that, that it creates that sense of accomplishment. 
And so when it comes to discipleship, folks, we've got to get a hold of that ourselves. And I think too often we have come into a culture where we're expecting the world to do things for us. We're expecting to be entertained. We're expecting to be, you know, help me be motivated. Do so much for me that I can't stand but to do. You know what? That doesn't produce the kind of discipleship and the kind of depth, the kind of spiritual strength that is going to take us through every part of life. Discipleship is a participatory, voluntary sport, for sure. Again, no one can make you grow except God, and he requires our cooperation. I love grace. I think grace is one of the most powerful things in the Scripture. When you really understand it, he causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Man, that's a great verse right there, isn't it? He does it in us. But what I have learned after many years of walking with Jesus, and I'm sure you've learned it too, is that you gotta, you got to want to do it, don't you? You've got to, what you put in, God multiplies. That little bit of effort on your part, God turns into huge fruitfulness. But it starts with a step in our direction. God does call us to come to him, but we've got to answer the door, don't we? It works that way in our discipleship too. We've got to get a hold of that line. Number four, or rather, just moving on here, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, it says, where two or three of you are gathered together, there I am in the midst of you. And man, there's, there's some real power there. And discipleship, what we do is we learn in that whole process that, that God is teaching us how to use our gifts, but not just by ourselves, but in conjunction with others' gifts. That's what creates the whole team concept, which I tell you, it's kind of frustrating for me as a pastor because I've been involved in organized sports for a lot of years and and not nearly as much as I used to be, but I understand the concept of, of, of team sports. And I think team sports really does create inside us as humans a better understanding, uh, you know, to handle life. I'm, I'm really for that. I, I think that's an important thing. But what, what frustrates me is that, man, you see it working you know, team in sports. You see it working, that team concept in so many things. But man, we get away from that in the local church. And I don't understand that. When we, when, when we know it's a powerful truth, and Jesus exemplified that truth, man, do we ever need to, to, to tie into that. So I encourage you, you know, if you want to grow in God, if you want to be, a, be that, knowing inside your heart you're a disciple of God, then you need to tie in. You need to connect. You need to get into a relationship with others and, and find that place. You know, and what we like to do is we offer so many different um, you know, opportunities. If you're just getting started in this, we've got connection groups. And these are groups that are specifically designed to help you find a place uh, to get started. And matter of fact, you know, here's our menu. And in the menu, we've got them all listed for you. So hopefully you've got, got this so that you can get an idea of, of, of all the different things that we offer. But, of course, we've got the youth, and uh, we're excited about our youth. Our youth are involved in many different things, and, and we've got some great ideas for uh, outreach activities for them as well as them hearing the Word of God and coming together in that, in that safe uh, environment. We've got prayer teams. You know, if you've got a heart to intercede and to pray, man, <clears throat> That whole concept of two or three gathered together, man, there is something that is unleashed when you pray with someone else. 
and you're, you're both shoulder, put your shoulder under a, a burden. So the scripture tells us that that is the most powerful thing on the planet. When two people to come together and agree as touching one thing. Now, I've taught on agreement before and the power of agreement because you can do that negatively, can't you? Two people can agree on something negatively and you can tear down with catastrophic results. How much more when two or three people come together and they pray and seek the Lord? Some of you know that that's your burden. Well, why don't you find you a team of folks that pray? We've got prayer groups, prayer and praise team. If you love music and you want to use it for the glory of God, sometimes Andrea and I are astounded when we hear of some of the musicians that are in this church. People have excellent skill, and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Come on, bring it. We are an all-on-board team, and uh, if you play accordion, we don't know how we're going to fit you in, but we'll get you in there somehow. We'll figure it out. Right, honey? <laughs> She's like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Prayer walking groups. Uh, Beth McKinney's starting one there, and that's a great idea. Hey, get a little bit of ex- exercise and pray too. Hey, now let's bring it all together. All right? Faithfully fit for those who want to get involved and get started on getting your physical body and fit. Uh, uh, we've got one that we're offering here, and you've got the details on that, so you can focus on your, 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 your physical fitness. But man, you can praise and pray and uh, have a devotional time as well. And so you're building up your spirit at the same time. That's a great idea. We've got men of fitness too. Kenny DeLoach and Pastor Jamie are going to be working your hard from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, that looks like that's over at New Day Fitness. So that's awesome that Tammy's going to open up the gym. And I'm sure it's for free for all those who want to get on board. And, and, and that's wonderful. That's a gift. We've got a tennis group. We've got the RAD group. This is a new one. It's Devin Taylor and George Cecil for, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this is for young adults, and uh, that they're going to get together on Saturdays and, and uh, going to hear the voice of God in the midst of a busy world. They're going to study the word together. Ages 16 to 22, that's what it's listed as. Community garden, oh, this is a great one. Um, Jamie's working down there in South Weldon and our community garden. And uh, uh, again, doing something for the kingdom, doing it together. All right? A lot of different ways where you can jump in. See, sometimes you just feel like, man, I want to get involved in a small group. But, and, and that happened to me. I, I brought a bunch of guys together, and some of you guys are in the room, and, and, and so don't feel embarrassed by this. But look, I understand that. I brought some guys together, and I was going to go through a book together. I started off with about 30, ended up with about five. And I, and I feel bad about that, but I know what happened. The guys got in there, and they felt like they needed to say something really deep, and that all of us would just stop and look at them and say, that was some of the deepest stuff I've ever heard in my life, man. And, and, and I just felt so bad. I was just like, come on, guys, don't, no, 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 no. You and anyway, it was kind of too late because, you know, I, I knew what was going on there. But so, look, if you're in that place and you feel like overwhelmed and you feel intimidated by being a part of a small group, look, uh, or that you got to come in and bring a bunch of stuff. No, 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 no. Man, just come in and develop relationships. It's all about growing. We're all on the same team. So in some cases, some of our leaders are saying, look, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just want to pro- create an, op- an opportunity for us to do it together and learn together. And that's great, isn't it? I mean, no one wants just like 10 different super Christians that do it all. We're all in the same boat. And I just love the fact that our leaders are just, what they really are is facilitators, to facilitate ministry and growth 
And that's what we're all about. So we got the 20-somethings. Meredith is, is, is putting that together. So we got a couple of those different uh, young adult groups going on, which is awesome. And uh, Authentic, a group for girls, okay? And looks like Liddy and, uh, and, and a few other gals are getting together to uh, basically discover what it is that God wants as a young woman and see what the scriptures have to say. So there's lots of places for our young people and and adults get involved. The last thing I wanted to say about what, what, what Jamie's doing with South Weldon is, look, so Jamie's not going to walk up and say, hey, bring your Bible and a hoe. He's going to say, look, bring the hoe, and we're going to take some time to pray together, and it's going to be a non-threatening, but, man, use... It, 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 so if it's your chance to kind of get involved and get to know people, you're, maybe you're fairly new here, and that's fine. That's what we want. We want there to be easy access to relationships. We want to have an easy access for you to come in and feel welcomed and connected. And now if you're bringing, I mean, look, if you're, you're, uh, uh, you're an awesome preacher and you know the word, and that, I mean, bring it. We need to hear from you too. Okay? So we've got, uh, so there's connection groups. And those, again, are focused specifically on helping you get, build relationships. And we've got serving groups that are even more so. Places where you can use your gifts and... Uh, We've got children's ministry, of course. We've got the cafe. That's a lot of fun. I mean, you ever wanted to be, what do they call it? A be, uh, what is it? A barista? Man, fancy. You want to be a barista? Come on, man. We'll teach you how to be a barista here. Get you your own uh, apron and type. We'll put your name on it. I mean, if you want to go by some fancy uh, Italian name, we'll do that for you too. You know? You're going to have a lot of fun using your gifts for the kingdom of God. Come on now. That's a blast. Pioneers group, we're starting up. This is something new. We're really, really super excited about this. We know that in the community, uh, you've heard of Awanas and you've heard of, of different groups like that. And there's been, uh, there's another uh, uh, organization that fits us as a, our local church a little better. It's called Pioneers Club. And we're going to start there here, that, that here at Valley Community Church. But we're starting off with uh, getting those who want to help us do this on Wednesdays to create the, the, the serve team, okay, to get that rolling. And so you can sign up for that at the, on the back tables. And I'm really excited about that. We'll probably have, what, about 150 kids running around here before it's over, done, uh, over and done, Jamie? And, uh, and that's, that's more strategic, and we'll, we'll get to that later. Got a production team. Man, you want to learn about some of the things we're doing here? I tell you what, some of the things we're learning, I mean, we're, we're, we're on the cutting edge of, of some technology stuff and learning about video. And, and I tell you what, if you, some of you may be interested in learning that kind of stuff, or maybe you want to make that a part of your career. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a, this is a great place to do that. You can learn together as a team and jump on board, get to have some friendships and, and be a part of our productions, uh, not only here on Sundays, but our drama and all kinds of wonderful opportunities where you can do some pretty cool technological things. Sound, light, media, all of that. Okay? Then, of course, the Valley Worship Team, using your, your, your musical gifts. We've got I Grow. And the, these are the groups that are specifically focused on really building your, your knowledge base and growing in that discipleship. And so we've got some intense ministries here for that. We've got some, uh, our men's Bible groups, of course, um, Bible study groups, Lee Harrell, uh, Dwight, Terry, and Kenny Deloach are all doing men of action groups in this um, uh, cycle, this small group cycle. Okay, guys? So we're giving you three opportunities to be able to serve uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying um, uh, to get involved in this small group, and I'm telling you, this is discipleship. This is 13 weeks of gro- going through uh, 
what I call the 13 distinctives to really help you in your journey. If you've never been through something like that, guys, we're coming for you. We want you in there. We want to connect with you. Pastor Jamie's doing one for the youth with the same information that's been redesigned for, for some of our young people. All of those can be signed up on the back tables. We've got Wednesdays. We've got Monday night for uh, Lee. Is that, is that right, Lee? And then uh, in the cafe out there, they drink lots and lots of coffee. Um, and then, uh, Jamie, you're meeting Saturday at 10, 10 a.m. So we've got different times to make that available for you. We've got women of action. Now, this is brand new. We've taken the information and we've rewritten it. Tammy Deloach has helped me do this. And so, ladies, we've got something for you. Um, you know, years ago, a lady came to me and said, man, I wanted, why can't we do a women of action? I said, W-A-O-A, whoa. Uh, I don't know if I like that. But anyway, um, but we're excited because we think it, it is the time to put this together for our ladies. And uh, so it's all, it's re, uh, rewritten information uh, and uh, 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 the information that we're using there with the men of action material, teaching uh, notes, whatnot. And so we encourage you to sign up. That's also on Wednesday night, ladies, here at VCC. And then, of course, many other ladies' Bible study groups that we have. Beth Moore, uh, you're, you're very familiar with her uh, information. Cherry Gale and Roxanne Robert, Tuesday mornings and Wednesday nights. So we have a lot of different things, a lot of small groups that we have available for you. And so we encourage you here in just a little bit, we're going to turn you loose and we're going to have, we've got a lot of food we've got, uh, that we're going to have set up there in the Connection Center, and we want you to hang around, okay? So don't be in such a hurry, all right? The NFL doesn't kick in until what, 12.30 or something like that? So guys, 1 o'clock. See, I didn't even know. How about that? Man, that feels good that I, I'm, I'm dumb on that. Okay, anyway, go ahead, honey. Yes, we have something for the children, something really exciting for the children to do while you're here so you don't feel like you have to be entertaining them while you check out the tables. Uh, so we'll have something going on uh, you know, during the whole time in between the services here, okay? And uh, I got a, a little ahead of myself, but I wanted to just, I was so excited about telling you about that, I wanted to get it to you. I'll, I'll come back to that here in just a moment. So last two points, all right? It's your lifeline to getting your needs met. You know, that's not wrong. Some people think, well, you know, isn't that selfish as a Christian, Christian to getting your needs met? No, no, no. Not, you know, Jesus is interested in your, getting your needs met. When he came to the earth, he didn't just set up a throne and say, now come and worship me. What did he do? He came and ministered to people. He ministered to the lowly of the lowly. He went into the homes that nobody else would go into the homes of. And prostitutes and tax collectors and, and the... You know, the, those who were play, had plagues, you know, skin diseases and whatnot, he didn't touch them and minister and love on them. Jesus is interested in our needs. And so that is so biblical. And, and, and so a lot of times we just kind of want to spiritualize that away or, making, or try to make people feel bad for having a, a need. And we don't, we don't do that here. And so, but we do want you to know that small groups is a part of helping you get there, Okay. Sometimes some of the things in our life require persistent prayer. Sometimes we can pray and God does it. We're like, amen. God answers prayer. Then other times it's just like, uh-oh, this is not going away. This is going to be a persistent battle. This is going to be something that I need to just press in and pray and pray. Got to push. Pray until something happens, right? 
You've got to push it through. And Jesus told us to do that. He said, you know, knock and keep on knocking in the Greek, the way it's described there. And so we need to do that. But you know what? We don't need to do that alone. We needed to do it together. And so finding a group and, and doing something. You might be down there at South Weldon and working on that garden, and, you called, and Jamie calls you all together, and he says, hey, you know, is there anything we can pray for this morning? Well, look, yeah, I've got this thing going on in my, my life. I've got a family member that's struggling, you know, to have people praying. And you think, Pastor Dave, you don't really understand about personal needs and all. <laughs> Are you kidding? My dad's got cancer. Just found out that one of my cousins has cancer. Aaron Gray, the seven-foot-tall uh, NBA player that's in my family, just had a massive heart attack. And so right now he's the water boy for the Detroit Pistons, and which is a real heartbreaker for our family because, I mean, he's only 28 years old. And so we're praying for him. And, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of heavy stuff, right? I mean, that's, and so and, and a lot of times we walk around in life and we just carry that by ourselves. But I don't want to carry it by myself. I want you to know about it. I want my family to know. I want you to be praying with me. Pray for, for my family. And, I want to, and, and, and God cares about your needs too. Every single one. Okay? And, and that we want to be like that persistent widow who made, our way, made her way through the, the crowd. Um, I'm not sure if she was a widow, but she was a woman with the issue of blood. Remember? She pushed through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment. And he turned around and said, who touched me? And she got healed instantly because of her what? Her persistence. We have needs that need, that need to be met. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Encouragement, healing, counsel, and help. What I have found is that we make much out of spiritual gifts, don't we? But what I have found is those spiritual gifts flow more efficiently, more, more powerfully when we, move, when, we, when we gather together as a church, okay? When we gather together here on a Sunday morning, yes, but even more powerfully when we meet brother to brother, sister to sister, family to family. That's when you can really start praying. Wouldn't you rather have three people who look at you and say, hey, let's pray for her. Let's not let her leave right now with this burden on their heart. Let's, let's lay hands on them. Lord, we just pray. Boom, 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 boom. The gifts are being released. Okay? Now, we have prayer at the end of every service, and, and we want you to come down. But really, if, if you think about it, it, it's individual teams. It's people that have a heart for prayer. It's really the same thing. But how much more so when we come together as a family? And I'll tell you what, it's amazing. I have had people come to me over the years and say, yes, I was involved in this small group, and I, I got an idea for a business. I got an eye, you know, I, they, they prayed and, and they helped me with counsel with my marriage or helped me with my teenager or helped me with this or that. I mean, that group becomes a wealth of spiritual help, a wealth of spiritual help. And what's sad is that so many of us trudge along through life and for many different reasons. A lot, of, Maybe it's because you don't know. And many times you're a little afraid, but, you know, as I said, we're all in the same boat. But God wants to give that kind of help. And he is interested in helping you get your needs met. The final one is that small groups are a lifetime, or a lifeline, rather, to accountability. Okay? Accountability. And, you know, that's kind of a scary word in Christians. What it means is, I got to be real. Isn't it? 
It means I've got to tell people what's going, really going on inside me. And so that's, again, a little scary. But you know what? It is, I mean, the scripture is very plain on confess your sins one to another that you might be what? Does anybody know? Healed. That's right. Healed. That's a great word. That means, you mean to tell me that confessing my weaknesses with others is going to help me get healed? Absolutely. Because that produces something in us that is, is called a miracle magnet. You know what a character quality is for miracle magnification? I'll tell you what it is. It's humility. Humility attracts the power of God, pure and simple. And that's why Paul said, he said, man, when when he figured that out, and when God said, hey, my power's made perfect in weakness, he said, well, then I want to be weak all the time. He said, I'll glory in my weaknesses. That might have been going just a little bit too far. Hi, I'm clueless. Good morning, you know. Um, That might be going a little bit too far, but the truth is, that's exactly where we're supposed to live. Exactly where we're supposed to live. Man, I am broken. I am needy. Man, I don't have everything. I don't have it together. I don't know what I'm doing in my marriage. Man, I'm having trouble. I don't know what, how to raise my kids. I'm not sure I know what to do with my finances. Can somebody, I'm, can, can you pray for me? Can you, can you give me a few words of advice? Can you, can you walk with me through this? And what we find is the more we're real about our needs, the more God just floods in his grace to help us. The more we hide, the more we breast that information, the more we try to put on just the the happy face, I've got it all together look, the more we're just cheating ourselves, truly. So accountability is a very, very powerful word, okay? Absolutely a very powerful thing. And you can find all throughout the scriptures that we're encouraged to... um, we are encouraged to submit to one another, okay? Submit to one another. Now, that, you know, that's a strong word and maybe doesn't really fit our culture real well, but it's a Bible word. What it means is by submitting, it means I, I let you wash my feet. It means I let you minister to me, okay? So if Jamie comes up to me or anyone in the church that comes up to me and just says, Pastor David, I've got a word for you, or I was praying for you, and and this is what I heard from God. For me to say, stop, sister. I'm the pastor. And I'm sorry, but I don't think God's going to speak to you for me. So just please go back to your seat and leave me alone, okay? God bless you. That's pride. That is big-time pride. But having a submitting to one or mental, submitting one to one, one another mentality is if, if somebody came up and had that kind of word, it's just like, come on, man, bring it. I want more of God. I'm hungry for God. You got something for me? <laughs> Look, give it to me. I want to hear. So if somebody has a word of encouragement for you, somebody has, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes now if it's, we're talking correction, now that's different, right? I mean, you don't want a stranger coming up and just saying, hey, look, I had a word for you, and God says you're in sin, and, and, and you know, this is, those things should be handled differently, okay? So I mean, I'm not saying game on. We all go out and keep each other accountable. Um, there are, those kinds of things should be handled differently. But when it comes, what it says here, what I like about this, he says, submit to one another out of reverence for who? For Christ, because we all recognize he's the one doing the work talks about being devoted to one another in brotherly love. Man, that's a great word, isn't it? Devoted. Devotion. 
That means, man, I look around, and, and those of you that I'm connected with, I see Dwight just because his big old smiling face always just gathers me in. But uh, we're devoted together as friends. We're, ha- we're, we're in this together. And as we get to know one another, as we connect one, with one another, we, we, more and more we understand we've got each other's back. And so accountability is no longer a scary thing. Because what it means is accountability is more of a positive thing than it is a negative thing. It's an exciting thing than it is a frightful thing. It means that when I'm submitting to you, you know, as I do to elders, as I do for pastors in my life, as I do for friends, for others, to just open my heart and say, look, you know, did I offend you? Did I hurt your feelings? That is a, that is a serious growth journey, man. That is where God really hammers out and chisels away the, the raw material to get us more and more to where we look just like Jesus. And so by being devoted to one another, man, by saying, look, I need you, and I'm not going to let you out of my life, which is why it, it's such a hard thing when people leave, leave a church or they, they fall out of fellowship with one another. You know, some people like to say, well, hey, just let them go. And over the years, I've got emails from people to say, you know, you've got to have the gift of letting go. And I just want to say, look, that would be like saying to my, one of my brothers or sisters and to say, hey, look, I, you know, I don't care. You can just leave. No, 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 no. When someone leaves, it always is painful. Why? Because we've been doing things together, man. We've been sowing seed together in the field of the kingdom. We've been devoted to one another. We've been praying together, loving one another. We've been going through some hard stuff together. And to just divorce in, in, in a relationship like that, is, it's painful. But sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes, you know, people make choices. So the last part of it is let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Those small groups, that's part of what we're doing, okay? That's why we provide them, because we want to spur each other on. We can't just give up on it, because it is hard. You know, we're going to give you a few moments. We want you to go back to those tables. Some of you are going you're gonna to lock in, man. You're going to take your feet, and you're going to clamp in, or you're going to say, honey, let's go. Let's get out of here before they grab us. And our small group leaders are going to move in on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I look, if you're going to be guilty of something, I'd rather be guilting, guilty of loving you than ignoring you. Making it uncomfortable for you than to make it comfortable for you to just slip in and slip out. Right? I mean, isn't that what it's really all about? To spur one another on. Actually, I'm not sure what the King James word there is. Somebody could probably find that for me, but I believe it's a little tougher word. <laughs> Sometimes it's spurring on. You know what spurs are, right? You know, digging them into the haunches of a, of a horse. Spurring one another on might be just saying, look, hey, bro, look, I noticed you're not signed up for anything. Hey, bro, look, I don't see you at any of our events except on Sunday, and I like you, but... You're always telling me about your, the issues you have in your life. You're always telling me about the, how you're coming up short with your money and, 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 and men, you're, you're struggling with these different things. I love you enough to tell you, I think you need to be in our group. And you need to come out on Wednesday or Monday nights or, or, and you need to come out and be with the ladies and go through this material because 
I think it'll help you. So we're throwing the lifeline out this morning. We want you to grab a hold of it. But you've got to grab it. So that's what we're doing. Blue card here shows you all the list of our groups. Here in just a moment, we're going to release you. And we want you to go to the back tables. Please don't be in such a hurry. Go back there, check them out. Meet with the, the leaders because they're here today. And they're glad to answer any questions that you might have about your group. The gift this morning is this book. Meredith showed you that, and we're excited about it. It's pretty cool. You can use it as a journal. journal. You can uh, begin to kind of write down part of your journey. What is it that God is doing with you? Sometimes a fresh start in recording what it is your connection journey is all about is an important key thing. In the back, we've got the expand card there. It gives you all the information about uh, when uh, the, the schedule is, and uh, we'll, we'll have that for you. Okay, get it to you real soon. Um, more of the details as far as the brochure, okay? And then finally, they talked about this little card. And uh, this is a great idea that uh, Jamie and, and Caroline and the team had, okay? So you can just take this, put, you can put it in the back of your, your booklet if you want or in your wallet or purse, and uh, there's a card for every group, okay? So you can grab that card. You've got a phone number. Uh, you've got a... a well, it looks like it's just a phone number for Jamie, but I'm not... Do they have emails on them too, some of them? No, it's just all phone numbers. So anyway, you can get a hold of your leader, find out when they're meeting, what they need, what you need to bring, so on and so forth. So we're trying to make this as easy for you as possible. Okay, so they're going to be bringing some food in here. Matter of fact, go ahead and tell them to bring it on. We're going to be putting it in the Connection Center. Oh yeah, Caroline's going to bring me up a plate of fruit, food. Now we wanted to make this even harder for you. Because look at this food, man. Come on. We got grapes and strawberry, we got fruit, we got this little sandwich here. So if you're going home to eat a box of cereal or some stale old chips, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, man. This is Doris and her team, and she's put something wonderful together for you. So don't be in a hurry. At least hang around for the food, right? And uh, this is mine, though. You can't have it. All right. Andrea's going to hold it for me. All right, so we got plenty of yummy stuff for you. Well, let's go ahead and stand up this morning. I want to pray. have the worship team come up. We're going to finish with a song. And uh, then after that, we want to turn you loose. Turn you loose. If we could have also our prayer teams come. But uh, matter of fact, if you're a prayer team leader, matter of fact, what I'd like to do is turn the, uh, the small group leaders loose right now. If you're a small group leader here and you're going to man your table, if you go ahead and step out from your chairs, please go to your tables right now. We would appreciate that. And... Uh, and then I'm going to just pray for you. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, we won't have a prayer. We'll, we'll skip on the prayer teams up here this morning. I will pray for you um, and direct you through that. But I want to make sure our, our small group leaders are in place. So let's pray together. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, we know your word is, is pretty clear. Lord, so many clear scriptures and how, how important it is for us, God, to operate as the church. Lord, not an organization, but Lord, an organism, a family, connected, a cellular family, God. DNA that's, that is growing and connected, and we need one another. As a matter of, fact, a matter of fact, God, we know that there's more power that comes out of us as a result of the different connections we can have. So, Lord, help us not to ignore it. Lord, let us walk in it today. Lord, to answer the call. 
And before we leave, if there's anyone in this room today, if you're not for certain that if you died tonight, you would be with Jesus in heaven, then I want to give you an opportunity. It's called that last call. Who knows whether it might be your last opportunity to be able to hear the message, the invitation of Jesus. So if you're here, every eye is closed, every head is bowed. If you just raise your hand, if you want me to pray for you this morning, do that right now. Right now. Don't want to miss your chance. Anyone at all? Okay. Lord, for all of us here in this room, God, believers, blood-bought, excited about our future. Lord, now just go with us, bless us, and keep us. Lord, anoint our fellowship this morning. Help us, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.